sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is also not John Elliott, but Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing pop culture anniversaries. Of all sorts. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Goodbye. I've got up... um, Well, we just recently did one versus 1980, but um, I looked up uh, 1984 and 1994 in movies, too. So I can give you... You want want to start with that? We'll just do like the top ten and maybe some other ones. Yeah, sounds fun. I, I don't think I sent you this link, but it's the same. It's the uh, box office mojo. So the oh, 84. And if you want to look up uh, 1994, then we can be on the same. But I'll, I'll read the top 10 for 84. Um, was Beverly Hills Cop was number one. Ghostbusters number two. Wait, Beverly Hills Cop was a fun movie. Did, did you enjoy that at the time? I did at the time. I bet it doesn't hold up. I Beverly Hills Cop, I think, does hold up. I think 48 Hours doesn't hold up, but I bet Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop does. Maybe, but... 48 Hours does have Nick Nolte, and Beverly Hills Cop does have Bronson Pinchot. And Judge Reinhold. Well, Judge Reinhold always holds up. My balls. Oh, you're supposed to say that. Sorry. Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, number two. Indiana, Doesn't hold up. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, number three. Kind of surprised that's number three. Yeah, you'd expect that to be number one. Uh, Gremlins, number four. Um, the Karate Kid, you're the best around. Number Wait, five. What's you're the best around? It's that it's the theme song from uh, the Karate oh. Kid. It's one of the best uh, cheesy '80s Eye of the Tiger type songs ever. Except you uh, you can't just buy the song on iTunes. You have to buy the whole album. So, well, that's funny. I was going to use it on an episode once, and, and I was like, I'm not buying this whole fucking album for this just to be play a terrible song. Um, the whole it's the whole Karate Kid soundtrack you have to buy. Yeah, that's funny. I hope, hope, who's, whose idea is that? Because the guy who wrote that theme song doesn't want that to happen. Unless yeah, he wrote all, all the songs, who knows? Well, I think, yeah, I think iTunes just... Yeah, I know, it doesn't really make sense. It's, you, you can make money on it either way, even if you're only making 99 cents for a song. Yeah. Who cares? Like, that's the one everybody's going to get. But they're like, nope, we want, we want royalties on all this shit. And they know everybody's only going to buy that one song, so... Uh, I haven't fact-checked this, but I read on Facebook that Ralph Macchio right now is older than Pat, Pat Morito ever was. I, I believe that's true. And yet he still looks like he's 12. And Pat Morito's still alive. Yeah. And Pat Morita looked like he was 60 um, from the time he was a teenager. So mm-hmm. they're, there's, they're like doing reverse Benjamin Buttons. Um, I mean, well, one of them's doing a real Benjamin Button and the other one's aging normally. Yeah, but reverse Benjamin Buttons is as a sexual term used by marching bands across the United States. That's true. I didn't. I didn't. Just like uh, Rusty Trombone and Dirty Sanchez, I don't really want to know what what the uh, reverse Benjamin Button is. So I've never really looked it up. Um, number six. Oh, here's here's one for the ages. Police Academy. Um, well, that's good. Steve Gutenberg. Thank you. Number seven, Footloose. Number eight, Romancing the Stone. 
Uh, number nine, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Which, from what I remember, is the best Star Trek movie of the original movies. I know it was referenced in a Seinfeld episode, so I assume it's the best. And uh, Splash at number 10. Just number 11, not quite making the top 10, but uh, Purple Rain. When you read Footloose, did it have a question mark? When I, when I read it off this list or when I read the novelization of it? Because the novelization did have a question mark. Oh, no, this is the way you said Footloose, but I, I, we can go back to that. I want to know more about the novelization. Who wrote the novelization? John Lithgow. It was, uh, he's not much of a writer. I mean, obviously a great actor, Harry and the Hendersons. Who can forget? But, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of written like, and it was also like he insisted that it be printed in his handwriting that he wrote it in, which was like on those, on that construction paper with like the lines down the middle to use in kindergarten when you're learning to write uh cursive mm-hmm. yeah yeah all written like that in crayon so i don't know what drugs john lithgow was on or if he's just illiterate but it was only two pages long and it was one word per page he dance <laughs> he dance he win so two two words per words per page um yeah, is so, Footloose the one they made a remake of? Yeah, they did do a remake, which is even you, more ridiculous. Like, the idea of dancing being outlawed in 1984 was already pretty ridiculous. In 2000-whatever, 12 or 13, it just doesn't even make any sense unless you set it in, you know, United Arab Emirates or something. I don't know. I think it was set underwater. Oh, that does make sense. Because it's it's very difficult to dance underwater. Yeah, so I think the guy was an idiot for wanting to dance. It was kind of a, comp- a, a combination of Footloose and Flashdance. Because Flashdance, she, she could only dance when that water was pouring on her. Yeah. Well, and the weird thing about the remake, too, novelization also by John Lithgow. Well, he probably had a, that in his contract. Any future novelizations of this will be written by I. The, yeah, and, and I mean, it was more wordy this time, although... Um, Still in his handwriting, but but he did have to mention the water, and oddly he he like went off on a whole thing on on global warming and how um and how this was the only time this footloose could have been made because and it, it was it was just weird. Um, I prefer the first novelization, but so eighty four. So these are thirty year anniversaries already for eighty four. Purple Rain, obviously movie and album, thirtieth uh, year anniversary. We'll talk about the album probably a little later. Um, some other notable films from 84, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, The Natural, which I never saw because it was about baseball, but I know uh, Robert Redford uh, hit some ball into the lights and made him explode, uh, killing everybody in the stands. That's all I know about that movie. Actually, a very good movie. And I think uh, I think in that movie, the, the pitcher uh, pitched a no-hitter on acid. That's a different movie. Uh, uh, Breakin', Bachelor Breakin', Party. Breakin' 1. Yeah, just breaking. No one ever talks about that movie. Nope, because it's got no electric boogaloo uh, in the title, which was, which you would think was, you know, they're bad. Except it did reach number eighteen for the year, so I, I guess they knew what they're doing. Oh, the Terminator, uh, number twenty-one, but it wasn't released until October, so that probably has something to do with it. I don't think that was a big hit. I mean, I know it's a big cult. Uh, it, it's a big franchise, a big yeah. Yes, but I don't think it became a big hit until the second movie. Like a, 
it was a it was a popular movie. I'm not saying it wasn't popular, but it wasn't a blockbuster until the second movie. Yeah, much, much like Footloose with the remake. It right. Didn't, it didn't get big it, into I guess that's shown by the fact they came out in the fall, not during the summer. Because even then, summers were when the blockbusters came out. And it was kind of a a thinker as far as action movies go with you know the time travel and everything. As most Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are. Exactly. And James Cameron got sued and he lost, so that makes me happy. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. He got sued for plagiarism or something? Yeah, the story was similar to some asshole science fiction writer. I forget his name. And I say asshole because that's what everyone calls him. He's one of those guys that was a, a lovable jerk. Oh, like an Orson Scott Cart. Well, no, he's not lovable. No, no, he's just not, an asshole. More like yeah. a, a Heinlein or a... Uh, God damn. Yeah, I know. I probably know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think the guy you're, you you can't name is the guy I'm thinking of because I can't think of his name either. Yeah, who wrote Fahrenheit... Uh, no, not him. Not uh, him. Okay. No, he, he's like Orson Scott Card. His assholeness was more about later in life about politics. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. This, this guy. This guy's just, just a, a grumpy. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody will uh, know that, and then they'll never write to us about it and correct us. But they will. Co- they will uh, complain on uh, the on iTunes. No, no, oh. uh, to friends about the the fact that they knew that, but we would, didn't invite them on the show to talk. Bradbury. About it. No, that was Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, right. Motherfuck. All right. Uh, I'm going to get off this. Uh, the Killing Fields, I thought, was a great, great movie. Yeah. From 84. Um, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, so that's a big fucking lie all the way around. Um, oh, the uh, the debacle that was Dune was released in 84. Lots of uh, sci-fi in 84. You got Starman, The Last Starfighter. I think it's all, it's all coming off of that Star Wars high. Yeah, everybody was trying to, because Return of the Jedi came out the previous year, so uh, the public was hungry for some sci-fi without puppets. And then uh, a lot of these I don't even know. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Muppets Take Manhattan, um, Moscow on the Hudson. Wow. Yeah, starring Yogi Bear. not a movie I've ever seen, but I, I assume it's bad. What a country! That's all I remember about it. Oh, that's from that? I thought that was from his stand-up. 16 Candles was 84, huh? So, uh, interesting year. I guess Top Secret. Top Secret, right below Top Secret, Hot Dog the Movie, which, was that like a skiing movie? Yeah. I think, but it was, was it also in that vein, that Top Secret vein? Or was it just a dumb teen movie? I don't think I I think it was a dumb dumb teen. I don't think I ever saw it either, but I just assume it was a dumb teen movie. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't that parody kind of stuff like uh, Top Secret. Holy the shit. Top's... Sorry. I, But also the, the same year as Breakin, mm-hmm. uh, which reached, what did I say, number 17 or something. At number 63, Breakin 2, Electric Boogaloo. The same year. The same year. And it didn't do as well. It wasn't released until December 21st. So pretty impressive to make it up that high. Uh, for a movie that was in theaters for nine days. <laughs> but uh, beating out Break Into Electric Boogaloo, Beat Street. So I guess that was a thing in 84. What, breakdancing movies or breakdancing themselves or just bad movies? Oh, I, I meant cinematic masterpieces. Uh, but I guess we have different opinions on, on these movies and how they hold up. We obviously do. Well, let's see uh, uh, if you get this one from 84, uh, just from the reference. You Fargan Bastage... No idea. Oh, fucking hilarious when I was 14, Johnny Dangerously. 
<laughs> I only saw that movie once. Now, where the hell is this is Spinal Tap? Because I know that was released 84, and it doesn't look like it makes the top 100, which is strange. Uh, you sure that's 84? I thought I could have sworn that was earlier. No, I'm I'm positive. I'm going through oh. the list again, and I'm not seeing it. Uh, the Neverending Story, another lie. Because they had a sequel. It Indeed it did. And really, it should just have endless sequels with that title. Yeah, I'm not seeing Spinal Tap. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was 84. Well, um, maybe it didn't make enough money to get the list, but that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, no, not with Broadway Danny Rose and where the boys are on here. It doesn't make any sense. Terror what's, in the, terror what's, in the Isles. What's, I found the, the listing for it. It made $4 million. That's on not the, a lot. On the chart for 1984, it was 117 Oh, wow. Strange. I saw it in theaters, so I I just assumed uh, as I went, so did the country, as I usually do. But You I'm saw it in theaters in 84? Uh-huh. I was 14, so. I guess that is the right age, yeah. And I was just coming out of like uh, my heavy metal phase, so it was like the perfect. I saw it as, as when we first, for the first time, got any kind of video recording, not a video uh, tape machine in the house. And we got them later than anybody else. But uh, so I was around. I was around 14, and that was one of the tapes that came in, and it was awesome. Oh, that was really late for you. I think we got ours in, I don't know, 86, maybe? Because I remember watching The Breakfast Club, um, which came out in 85. That I think that was the first uh, VHS tape we got. And back then, VHS tapes um, cost upwards of $10,000. Yeah. So. You could, well, the, the before the breakthrough in technology, the... The tape part of the tape had to be made of solid gold. So that's why it was so expensive. Right, because they they were uh, basing it on the show Solid Gold um, with, as we talked about, Andy Gibb and Rick Dees as host. Right. Because they were the hallmarks of the culture at the time. And that's the genesis of the the term Be Kind Rewind because video stores would rent out their solid gold videotapes to you and you'd watch them and as the gold went through your machine... If you didn't rewind, you'd be keeping the gold in your machine, and the the store would be out of a bunch of, well, as they said, a chunk of change. Exactly. Um, that's a, that's a nice history lesson too, since we're we're going back in in time to to realize um, that it was ridiculous because the gold did nothing for your viewing experience. In fact, it it kind of degraded the picture because gold is not a great medium for video. Right. Uh, but they worked out the kinks and, and came out with laser discs, and uh, we've been living with that ever since. And it's kind of the opposite of nowadays where uh, the companies have like the solid gold HDMI cables, which are like five or $600, and they make the picture so much better. So you should go buy that. There is there is an absolutely huge difference between using that and the regular cable. There, huge. Oh, there is. I mean, I think even $500, $600, th- those are like the cheapo brands. You should, you should be spending no less than a thousand on your hdmi cables right because i mean because it's uh, the the information is digital which means it's it's the zeros or ones and if you're using a, a non-gold cable if a zero comes in the, the non-gold cable would say well this zero is good enough for me because i i don't i'm not used to having a lot of money so i'll call it a one so the picture's going to look all weird it's terrible yeah it's it's, it's like it's kind of like the sample rate in in music yeah you want you need to get all the zeros and ones in there um mm-hmm. should we move well I guess we can talk a little bit about so classics from this time. Well, I guess I mean a lot of comedy on here. So and and kind of uh, big entertainment 
things. So it's a different kind of classic. I mean, you're not you don't have your Citizen Canes or anything on this list. Maybe the Killing Fields uh, is in that category. Um, Amadeus was also released, which I whatever. I don't, I don't think it's all that. Um, but I definitely Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and Temple Doom, Gremlins um, are classics in their way. I, I would I would quibble with Beverly Hills Cop. Even though I said it would hold up, I just don't think enough. I don't think it gets watched enough to really call it a classic. Really, I I think for '80s comedies, it's probably considered. Yeah, there. I guess I, you're I right. Know. I don't you, know. You make a point, and you think that the music is definitely classic. The Axel Foley, yeah, Axel F. Axel F. Um, okay, I'm gonna agree. That's a classic. Yeah, nowhere near nowhere near 1980 level on this. Does. No, not for quality of films, but I think. I mean, I think calling it Temple Doom a classic is 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 a good you know because people watch that and enjoy it. I'm just I'm having trouble with Beverly Hills Cop because I don't think enough people go back to watch it again. True, I, I think, probably haven't seen it since '84 or I, I or '86 with my gold VHS. When we talked about doing this this uh, anniversary episode, the the one thing I I don't I don't like about anniversaries nowadays than was different back when we were kids is if a movie were 30 years old and there it was called the 30th anniversary there would be a revival of it in theaters and that doesn't happen nowadays and I'm, when i say revival i mean major cities all major cities would have it so you could go watch it on the big screen again but since it's so easy to watch any movie at any time it doesn't happen anymore and i think i think it's a loss it is a loss well and when they do it now it's stupid like they do a 3d version of titanic which nobody literally was asking for right yeah um yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to go to uh, 1994? Do you do you have that up? Yeah. I okay. Can... You want to read the top ten for '94? Sure. Number one, a favorite of yours, Forrest Gump. Number two, The Lion King. Number three, True Lies. Number four, The Santa Claus. Number five, I can't believe this got as high as number five. I couldn't either. The Flintstones. Number six, Dumb and Dumber. Number seven, Clear and Present Danger. Number eight, speed. Number nine, I'm I'm starting to figure out why why uh, what's his name? The guy from Dumb and Dumber. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was such a huge hit. Number nine, The Mask. Number ten, Pulp Fiction. So Jim Carrey had Dumb and Dumber at number six, The Mask at number nine, and Ace Ventura: Pet Detective at number sixteen. He was a huge star. Oh yeah, he was. I remember. Reading reports like he's making twenty million a picture now. Jeez, I I mean I don't mind him. I don't think I, a lot of people have a, a strong hatred for him. I don't have that. I don't think he's super duper funny, but I don't think he's boring either. But I didn't realize his movies made so much money. Jeez, I think he's obviously got some talent and uh, the but the constant mugging I think puts a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. He uh, was very funny in Living Color. Oh yeah, when he played uh, one of the two uh, gay black movie critics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I and I think I didn't like I didn't look up anything from two thousand four because I feel like ten year anniversary. Eh. Yeah. You know, like when you're when you're ten years old, um, what have you done? You're still pooping in your pants. When you're by the time you're twenty, you've you've probably killed a man. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, if, you if you've lived, lived a good right. life. Yeah. I think fifteen is worth looking at though. I know. I just couldn't do the math. Oh so, wow! Number yeah. one for fifteen is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. 
that's a uh, there's a series of movies called uh, Star Wars, and this is a prequel that was highly anticipated, but uh, not, not not especially uh, liked by a lot of people. Not familiar with that one. It was famous in '99, but you were probably doing hash. Number two, Six Sense. Number three, Toy Story Two. Number four, Austin Powers. Number f- well, I didn't know that made so much money. That was Austin Powers. Oh, that's not Austin Powers. Austin's Powers, the spy who shagged me. I was thinking the first that was the name of the first one, but that's a sequel, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Shit, actually, I, I literally don't know. That must be the sequel. They wouldn't have that subtitle. Wait, all right, he did Goldmember was was one of them. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery was like the first. That was the first. One, right? one, yeah. Right. Okay. The Matrix is five. Tars. Man, Tarzan. That's the Phil Collins movie, right? Oh, the Disney, yeah. Seven yeah, Phil is Collins plays Tarzan, yeah. Eight, The Mummy. Nine, Runaway Bride. Ten, The Blair Witch Project. Blair Weach. That is the first movie, and I, I, I'm pretty sure, that was made on the back of internet hype. And, um, and like, one of the, this was, wait, this was 99, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the end of the in 90s indie period, but I think it probably had it. Well, that and like My Big Fat Greek Wedding were both like shoestring budget movies that made like five billion times their, their cost back. Right. Yeah, I didn't think of that. that this is the end. Yeah, you see. I mean, not, just the, not just the fact that it's 1999, but the fact that there's there's a, like a, a couple of them coming out and making a, a ton of money, but not many are giving not many good ones are given a, a chance. Yeah, you're seeing more and more tentpole stuff. I mean, yeah, and and 94 was kind of at the height. Well, maybe even the the big boom of it because of pulp fiction. Yeah, I think yeah, I think 94 is is the boom. Yeah. Um cuz I'm looking down the rest of the list and it's a lot of bigger movies, not a lot of I mean, Four Weddings and a Funeral, but that's a romantic comedy, so it's. Well, I don't think the the indie indie movies were ever in the top ten of the yearly box office. Yeah, no, that's true. But I mean, I'm I'm looking down the whole list of the top one hundred. I mean, and there's still not a lot of. But I mean, the fact that the Pulp Fiction hit that high—that's really that's. Yeah, yeah, it kicked it off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so '94, what? Yeah, not. Oh, that's funny. So we did '84, '94, and guess what else came out in '94? Beverly Hills Cop Three. Yes. At number 34. Is, is it pronounced that way? What? Oh, I, you, it's Beverly Hills Cop, I-I-I? Yeah. So, which way? I, I like I-I-I because okay. it's it's more for an international audience, by which I yeah. mean uh, a Hispanic or Spanish-speaking. Um, Nell, Nell makes the list at number 41, which gave us the the great catchphrase uh, that we've, we're all still saying. Okay, Miss Chickapay. We say ha si fa. So that deserves to be on there. I, I have no. Did you just have a little mini stroke? I I guess one of us has not seen Nell because that's a direct quote. Oh, I see. Um, I know a, a quote about Nell. Are you? Are you? What is it? Are you? Are you Nell? Are you from the movie Nell? Oh yeah, that. That quote kind of kind of fell off in popularity, though, um, by the end of the '90s. That's from Parks and Rec. Oh, God, you're dumb. Thank you. You're welcome. And of course, well, Nell also gave us the other uh, catchphrase: uh, 
You're the man now, dog. Oh, I thought. I, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Mo Money, Mo Problems also from now? It is from now. Huh. Uh, uh, whoever wrote that is a. They're good. Well, they're good at catchphrases, not so much great at plot. Oh, the plot was. I haven't seen it, so I, I didn't know the plot wasn't good. Yeah, it's about. Uh, it's about Jodie Foster. Um, she she was born a monkey, but then they try to humanize her. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, does it have that famous uh, REM song, "Humanize Yourself"? It doesn't. They they missed the boat on that. Yeah. And and of course, well, it's kind of this one's kind of falling out of favor too. But but the great quote from Nell that was like on T-shirts and stuff at the time: uh, "Life is like a box of chocolates." Uh, it 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 gives you explosive diarrhea which is uh, which was repurposed what's that that's absolutely true for monkeys it it definitely is and dogs um repurposed by forrest gump to make it more palatable liam neeson was in uh now yeah yeah he was uh he told her to hide under the bed um but no one was coming for her he's just fucking with her because she was born a monkey uh, yeah, he's he like uh, he was he's very well known for having a, a large penis. Yes, much like uh, Milton Berle and uh, uh, David Schneider. I, I'm just going to keep mentioning David Schneider because he he pointed out that on our last episode we uh, we mentioned both James Garner and Elaine Stritch, and they ended up dying. So uh, we're trying to kill David. It wasn't actually last episode. L- last. Oh, the last episode right. he listened to. No, you're right. As we're recording this, the last episode that came out. Um, just I didn't. I didn't know David had a, a large penis. Oh well, I guess you've never spent the night at his house. I have. Me too. On the couch, and uh, right, and he never left his bedroom. So that should tell you something. Um. Yeah. This so. It's another boring list. A lot of sequels. Uh, aside from Beverly Hills Cop Three, you got Major League Two. Uh, so that I count that as a lot. House Party Three, of course. My Girl Two. I was surprised at the time. I saw Quiz Show as part of some kind of early screening. I don't know how I got the ticket, but I really enjoyed it. I was surprised that wasn't both more popular and more award-winning. Which one? Quiz Show. Oh, Quiz Show. I sorry, I was looking directly at City Slickers to the Legend of Curly's Gold, and for some reason I got that in my head. That's that's what you were talking about, um, which did win an award, I think, didn't it? Was that the one that Jack Palance won for, or was it the the original? It had City to be the Slickers? first one. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, not a great not a great year for movies. Uh, not, not not terrible. Um, of the top ten, I have seen. Uh, five, half of them. So, oh, this is the year they remade uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street with Dermot, uh, Adele McEl- McElroy. Oh, Derm- Dermot, uh, Dylan McDermott Mulroney. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so out of the top ten, how many did you say? Five, which five. is a pretty high Wait, percentage let me see. for me. Let me see if I can come out with the five. Do it. Okay, so first you def- you did see Forrest Gump. I did see Forrest Gump. Okay. To my eternal uh, chagrin. And you also saw Pulp Fiction, so that's two down. Yep. Mm, I'm going to say you uh, you saw Lion King. I did. 
Okay, it's three down. Oh, I'm doing great. Dumb and Dumber. You saw Dumb and Dumber. Did not. Damn. Uh, one more guess and then I lose. Speed. I did see Speed. Oh, one more. One more. And the last one is Clear and Present Danger. No. The last one was The Mask. That I would have never guessed no, that. No, I don't even ask me why. Um, Why'd you see The Mask? True Lies, I don't know why I didn't see. I think I saw part of it. Like True Lies, on, I hear nothing but fantastic things about it. I've never seen it either. Yeah, I saw par- probably part of it on cable, and I was just like, eh, it's not, not it doing it for me. The Flintstone, wait, the Santa Claus, I don't is that Tim Allen? Yeah, that's when he has to, I don't know why, I've never seen the movie, but for some reason he has to become Santa Claus. I think maybe he killed him in a, a DUI incident. So as his punishment from the judges, he has to become Santa Claus, and he so he gains all the weight and gets the white hair. Oh, that sounds like uh, that sounds like somebody spent a lot of time coming up with that concept. I enjoyed this Flintstones movie. Did, I know I I'm, did not see it, so I'm a, a small of a small group. But I, I I saw it in the theater with my cousins because I took them to the movie, and I I really liked it. Well, listen, here's my thing with it is. And probably the reason I didn't see it is that, as a kid, you you got a crush on Betty Rubble for sure. And who they get to play Betty Rubble in this? John Goodman. Doesn't work at all. So I I just never. never. I'm a, I'm a John Goodman fan, so I didn't mind it. I am too, but not as Betty Rubble. It's ruining my childhood. Um. Yeah. The Santa, the Santa Claus, we should say, is spelled with an E at the end of clause, like a, oh, right. a, a legal I'm, contract. I'm uh, well, sorry. I mean, we would have pronounced it correctly if it hadn't been Santa Claus. That's true. So. I guess I oh, let me see how many I've, I've seen. I've, I saw the Bars Gump. That's one. I saw Lion King. That's, well, I guess I'm ruining the game for you. Oh, well. Two. Uh, I saw the Simpsons is three. Dumb and Dumber, four. Uh, Clear and Present Danger, I've never seen. Speed is five. Pulp Fiction. I've seen six. I win. You well. I mean, it, it depends on what your criteria is for winning, I guess. Um. And so, also another Star Trek sequel this year. Yeah, Generations. That I I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the worst Star Trek movie that's ever existed and never will, ever will exist. Was that the one with uh, Next Generation and original <laughs> cast? Yes. Yeah, I never saw it. I, uh, I mean, it sounds like a good idea for Star Trek geeks, but I guess they didn't pull it off. No, they didn't. You know what they should have done? Thrown some Nell in there. The should we go? Shadow was good. What I'm was? Just looking at this list, the Shadow was 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 pretty good. Alec Baldwin played the the main character. Oh, I didn't know Ian McKellen was in it. Anyway, they did a good job of translating a weird pulp novel radio show into a, a goofy movie with Alec Baldwin. Was wait was Billy Zane in that? Uh, you're thinking. I think it's called the Phantom. The Phantom. Okay, and he was the lead in that. Yeah, he was the, the Phantom. Okay, never saw that. No desire. Um. Oh wait, what are we doing now? I have no idea. What should we jump to? 
Let me look at the. I like the. You sent me a link with a, just a bunch of pictures of anniversaries, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, Iron Giant. Did you ever see Iron Giant? I did not, and I want to see it because I know a lot of people love it. Yeah, it's 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 one of those movies. It's a it's a just a sad story. I mean, not, I'm not take, talking about the story from the movie. I'm talking about the the fact that its marketing was done so poorly because this is one of the best animated movies it's ever made, and it didn't make any money because they didn't give it any kind of marketing. It's a wonderful movie. Well, Iron, and Iron awesome Giant design. came out when? In, in uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 99. 15th anniversary. Okay. Um, yeah, what else? Well, Brad Bird is a really, I think he's a talented director. And I, I've enjoyed everything he's done so far. Who directed it? Brad Bird. It's not a real name. I don't that's know. A, that's a Muppet. Well, Muppet can do good directing too i suppose that's true well what else do we have here oh gremlins where i talked about a lot of 30th anniversary ones uh speed we mentioned the lion king we mentioned oh batman 25 years ago uh the tim burton batman that was a real piece of shit we talked about in our very first episode <laughs> but i think I read. I looked at that ninety nine list. I think the 99 had more good movies than I realized because I really like Fight Club. I really like the Iron Giant. So that's two. I did not like Fight Club. Um, I would like to see Iron Giant. You didn't like Fight Club at all. No, I thought it but was you... ridiculous. I actually, it was one that I thought started out well when it was talking about like the consumer culture and all that stuff. Uh huh. And then the idea of, you know, the whole. Uh, twist that it was just one guy all along I, I thought was so fucking stupid I yeah. it ruined it for me how about American Beauty uh liked at the time and like less and less as time went on because of the whole uh the raging homophobe is secretly gay thing which I yeah. know is I mean we know from all our Republican senators that that is a real thing that happens but it just seemed very uh very trite well, I, the problem I, at the time, I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was really well done. It's subtle. And, and it had a lot to say about society and and work and, and all that, yeah. And great performances, but I had a huge problem with the, the misunderstanding that made him so angry. Yeah, yeah. That was just ridiculously stupid. Uh, anyway, Galaxy Quest, did you like that? Um, don't remember it. I saw it. Uh, I, I didn't hate it. Three Kings? Uh, I thought it was okay. Very oh. visually thought it was because uh, that was Spike Jones, right? Yeah. Well, uh, no, Spike Jones was in it. That's uh, David oh, O. Russell. He was in it. David O. Russell. I thought it was visually cool, like the bullets going into bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought it was just not as good as I had expected. But no, I, I like it a lot. Uh, so for me, '99 is a really good mo- uh, year for movies. Oh, and it's it's Kevin Smith's swan song. Swan song means it's. Uh, it means he he sings like. Okay. Yes. Kevin Smith's swan song with uh, Dogma. Oh yeah, the last movie Kevin Smith ever made. With a uh, very, very of the moment as God, uh, Alanis Morissette, which nobody thought she was God past that year. Uh, being John Malkovich. Like, or just think it was okay. That is Spike Jones. Yeah, like, um, interesting. Maybe, a li- maybe I think plot wise, it, it was, it had a lot of weird loose threads and kind of went off the rails a little bit. But I mean, that's kind of the, 
the uh, joy of it too. I think we're disagreeing, but I, I really like '99 for for is a year for movies. Uh, going from the bottom, '98 is Election, which is 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 a terrific movie. Alexander Payne and Matthew Broderick as an older Ferris Bueller, and then uh, Go is a pretty good movie. Oh, Better I love than- I love Go actually. I think it's good. Another 99 movie, and and then the other stuff I talked about. This is a pretty good year. And Summer Sam, I I really like Summer Sam as as Spike Lee's as his his homage to to Martin Scorsese. I think I, that's a another a one good, I haven't seen. Oh, that's worth seeing. So yeah, I, I like 99 for movies. Well, Surpri- oh, and Magnolia, I love Magnolia. What a what a good year for movies. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, we should go to the 40th anniversary because obviously. Um, Probably, probably, I don't know, the greatest cinematic achievement. May, well, maybe. Well, you're going to have to tell me, what year would the 40th anniversary be? That would be 1974. Oh, that's not on this list I have. Uh, it's on the picture one that I'm looking through. And, oh, okay. Uh, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original. Yeah, because the remake was 50 years ago. Right, right. Um, by Rob Zombie. Actually, I've I have seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, it's I found it very disturbing. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it in college. We had a a class. Of, uh, we did a group project on cult films, and this is one of the movies we watched, and it was very disturbing. Like not in a horror movie kind of way, in a real it, a real yeah, disturbing kind of way. The violence was very lifelike. It wasn't slashery so much. Right, and the and that on top of the fact that the because they're doing such cheap filming, it felt real. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it it does because it's got like a documentary look to it. There's not yeah, all the, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know that I could good in good conscience uh, recommend people go check that one out. But oh, if people like that kind of thing, they'd like it. I guess. Well, I mean, but it's not. It's not the. It's not the kind of cheesy Friday the Thirteenth slasher stuff. No, it not is, at all. Yeah, yeah. Of um, course. Yeah. What else we got going on? And oh. they claim that's a real story, but I don't. I it's don't not. Know. No. That's, yeah. But it is based on the Ed Gein stuff, right? Ed the, Gein, which was yeah. I mean, Psycho. Basically, just had the human skin motif. That's the only <laughs> thing they took from that. Um, it wasn't in Texas, and there's no chainsaws. No. Chain shawls. No, no chain shawls. Which is also having uh, the, the Texas Shawshank Redemption. Is of, of is from ninety four. Oh yeah, true. It all ties together. I mean, so twenty years later. Well, ten premieres on. Sorry, I'm jumping around now. Um, well, I don't know. Actually, should we should we take a break? Oh yeah. wow! And. Yeah, maybe we should take a break and we'll talk about some TV and music a little. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like a good idea. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the rebel. 
right, we're back. So uh, you, I'm also back. You mentioned in the break that it was another anniversary for another Indiana Jones movie. Who? What? Who mentioned? Oh, me, yeah, uh, Last Crusade. Indiana what? Jones and the. That's how it's filed in the Dewey Decimal System. So uh, you uh, you mentioned in the break that was your least favorite Indiana Jones movie of the original three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, that's the one with uh, with um, Sean Connery and River Phoenix, right? Yes. So Sean Connery plays his father. River Phoenix plays him when he's younger. Yeah, and you know Sean Connery is running around beating up women, slapping them whenever they give him any lip. I thought it was a poor choice on Spielberg's part. And also the reuse of the uh, the "You're the Man Now" dog line, just just kind of the whole thing. I felt unnecessary to me. Did you like the third one? Oh yeah, I loved it. But I was fifteen. I I don't know if I'd still love it. Probably. Yeah, I was uh I was nineteen. So getting close to that. I'm so by that point I had killed a man. So it was you know I was seeing the world through a different prism. Um, different prism or prison? Both. Oh. I did kill a man. See, when I was a kid, I, I, I don't think I... Uh, I think maybe Temple of Doom... Well, the first one was my favorite, but I, I didn't like Last Crusade more than Temple of Doom, for sure. But, you know, this is one of those things like Return of the Jedi. I thought that everyone loved Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but apparently people don't. Like, of the three, aside from you, most people don't care for Temple of Doom. Wait, the second one? Mm-hmm. It's because they don't like the uh, female lead, I think. Is that what it is? Oh, really? I didn't. I don't know. I never got it. Wasn't like Raiders Lost Ark, where it was because of the Muppets that they don't like it. I didn't know why they didn't like it, but I just knew they did. I thought maybe because there wasn't any Nazis. Yeah, it could be. What the second one had the uh, bugs, right? The bugs. I don't remember the bugs. They had the guy ripping a heart. Uh, the second one's what created PG thirteen. Had the. The bad guy ripping a heart right out of somebody's belly, eating monkey brains, kind of making fun of other cultures. Uh, but I don't remember bugs. What? What? Oh, did they eat bugs? No, I don't they just—they're like walking somewhere, and then there's like a million centipedes and bugs and shit crawling. Oh around. yeah, 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 yeah. It did have that because it was snakes in the first one, and then they had to up the ante. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, so they—he pulled a heart out of someone's belly. Is that what you said? No, That's really weird. Well, no, out of his like he put his his hand right through his chest. In some people's eyes. And they took it out and held it up. I didn't realize that that was was what started the PG-13. I'm pretty sure. Nina Jones and young Sherlock Holmes is always the story I have made up in my head and might or might not be true. And uh, Grease. Oh, right. And, wait, young Sherlock Holmes? Do you mean young Einstein? Young Einstein was a classic of our times with Yahoo Sirius. Young Sherlock Holmes was apparently not a classic because I don't. Was that a Spielberg production as well? I think so. So he was just pushing the envelope, man. I uh, might be wrong about uh, a lot of things. Yeah, who cares? Honestly, um, but TV shows. I'm looking at one of our lists. I sorry, I don't even know how to tell you which list to look at. But uh, premieres from ten years ago. I don't really care about most of these, but uh, Veronica Mars. Wow. Anniversary. I I I am very surprised that that's already ten years. Yay, Veronica Mars. Did you see the Kristen Bell Mary Poppins video? No. 
Oh, I'll put it on Tumblr for all our fans to see. Yeah, I'm out of loop. No, I did not. She plays Mary Poppins? It's a, on Funny or Die. She plays Mary Poppins and she's leaving the kids because they don't pay her enough money. So she sings a song about how they need to raise the minimum wage, sung to the tune of Spoonful of Sugar. Oh. Well, uh, also premiering 10 years ago uh, was Lost. Which, se- yeah, that seems like such a long time ago. Deadwood and uh, Entourage, the male version of Sex in the City. What's the female version of Sex in the City? Entourage. It's nice that it covers both. It functions, yeah. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was, it was very uh, gender friendly. Um, finales, oh, here we go. Finale, TV finales from 10 years ago. Um, oh, Sex in the City. Imagine that. So it's kind of, uh, they're holding hands. Frasier finaled, finaled, finaled 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Did your, did your kids Fry watch? Fry Ends? Fry watch. Ends? I don't remember that. Oh, Friends. Did that my... was a show on NBC. Did your kids watch a show on Nickelodeon called Boy Meets World? Number one, that was not on Nickelodeon. That was on ABC Friday night. Oh, it night. was? Oh. Okay. How about number two? I, don't, I think we're on different lists. Sorry. My, no, you said number one. That was not on Nickelodeon. That was on ABC. I was wondering what number two was. Number two, I watched Boy Beats World. Did you? As, as most right-thinking adults did. I kind of wish I did because I want to watch this Girl Meets World to see if it's as good as Boy Meets World. I don't see how it could be as good. But, uh, Why? Because you're sexist, pig. Perhaps. Uh, Dead like me, the Drew Carey show. Well, these these all deserve to be canceled. Um, Space goes coast to coast twenty years ago. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that yeah, that was a start of Adult Swim, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> Falls uh, premiered and finaled ten years ago. I think they only showed four episodes of that. But it became a cult favorite, and they released like 13 episodes on DVD. Um, Ten years ago, uh, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake at the uh, Super Bowl. That's not a sentence. It's a sentence fragment, and I'm letting the listeners uh, fill in the rest themselves. I I assume it sends us all into some sort of reverie or daydream of better times. when obviously the music was better, and uh, as were the half bowl super time, the ha- what the fuck <laughs> super bowl half times. I want to go to a half. I, I guess that's something for people who like to enjoy a. I, I think a half bowl. bowl super time is like an udon uh, restaurant. I was just mixing it up with the yeah the I mean I really didn't like it when um, when Mick Jagger showed his nipple during the Super Bowl halftime. How about when Red Hot Chili Peppers did? I, I actually did kind of like that one. But, but you know, Anthony Kiedis has, is in much better shape than Mick Jagger. At least his nipple. He obviously takes that nipple to the gym. Um, what, Jimmy, I don't even know if the Rolling Stones have even played the uh, Half Bowl Super Time. I assume they're playing there right now, the Udon restaurant. 
fucking old pieces of shit wanna fucking pass their prime pieces. Uh, Jimmy Fallon See, leaves Saturday Night Live. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say premieres from 15 years ago, but no, do it. Uh, 1999, The Sopranos premiered, which oh. is a, a good thing for the culture. An excellent and, the fam- and at the same time, The Family Guy was appearing, which maybe made it so the culture was an even keel. Yep, counterbalanced it. Also, a show called It's Like You Know premiered, which I have never heard of. What okay. what network was that on, does it say? It just says March 24th. Oh. Four days later, the premiere of Futurama, which is an awesome show. And apparently they're going to have... For the delight of no one now, but they're going to have a Futurama Simpsons crossover this year. Oh, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Fifteen years ago, people would have loved it. And Fox kind of did a bad job marketing Futurama, but it, it's nice that it was able to survive. Well, I mean, define survive. It, it, well, it got moved to Comedy They did the movies, and then it got moved to Comedy Central. Yeah, I guess not. Not it didn't survive as well as Family Guy, but at least there is more episodes than what aired on Fox. Yeah, but there's some there is some great stuff in that run of Futurama. A lot of a lot of funny stuff and some some touching stuff. I, I think I think that's a good show. Did you it, like it? It's uh it's decent. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch it. I wouldn't make time to watch it. Oh, uh, another pre premiere from 15 years ago. Um, maybe not quite up there with it's like you know, but uh. Freaks and Geeks, which I imagine was also another uh, finale from 15 years ago. You think so? Maybe it was a premiere in ni- in uh, 99 and then a finale in 2000. That, yeah, probably, because it didn't premiere till September. So, um, Oh, yeah, here we go. Finales from 99. News Radio. Oh, well, I mean, we've talked about that. It, it deserved to end it was after a- Phil Hartman, really. Yeah, it was a John Lovitz finale, so. Homicide Life on the Street, my uh, my recommendation from one of our recent episodes, finaled. I'd like to go back and watch that, but I guess I should watch The Wire first since that came first. Yeah, you really should. So, apparently on your list, they skipped something. Because my list has news radio and then right to the nanny. Oh, I didn't know the nanny ever ended. May That's- 19th. 1999. That's too bad. Uh, she had a very charming laugh. I guess. I mean, I guess it wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to have a nanny when they're like 30 years old, but it would be a funnier show, probably. I, I, I mean, I think this show probably ran long enough that the kids were much too old for an. Oh, maybe she married the, 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 the father. Yeah, that's always the death of a show when, uh, when two characters get married. Right, like uh, on Parks and Rec. Yeah, exactly. Um, TV pop culture. Okay, I don't care. Wait, I want to see. I don't know. All I see is Susan Lucci wins her first daytime Emmy. Well, I remember. Be- I do care because. Well, I don't really care, but it is interesting that before that happened, that was a, a very common Johnny Carson joke, and then after that, he retired. Do the math. Oh, it's all connected. Because I, I think I'm almost positive he he uh, retired in 2002. Was it that late? I guess so. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then he died in 2001. So. Yeah, well, when did Hugh Grant do the thing in the car? That was like three years ago, right? Yeah, the thing in the car that, mm-hmm. uh, that like, Leno gave him Spilkus for. 
No, not that. Not the the hooker stuff. The movie. The thing in the car. The the remake to the thing. Oh, the thing in the car. Mm-hmm. And it's like in his tape deck because he's too cheap to uh, to upgrade to blue uh, Bluetooth and. Yeah, yeah, the thing in the car. Yes, that was three years ago. Uh, which was during the Conan era, I believe. Premieres from 20 years ago. Um, the Critic. Remember that? What an <laughs> idiotic show. I remember that. Speaking of Simpsons crossovers, that was the only one Matt Groening would have his name on. Uh, which don't is, blame him. Well, it's kind of funny now because... I mean, I like the show, but there's been episodes after that that are much worse than that episode that's true. anyway the it wasn't was, the worst episode that and, simpsons episode no it had some funny stuff that had ouch my balls oh yeah and, ouch my, and didn't it also have uh barney don't cry for me i'm already dead wasn't that the yes and it also had something oh sorry to scream at you a, a joke i thought of in the beginning of the episode it always makes me laugh the uh steven spielbergo get steven uh, steven spielberg's busy get his non-union mexican alternative steven spielbergo yeah, Mr. Mr. Burns's crazy ass film. Yeah, that yeah, actually was not a bad episode. Oh, no, and it, my my Baloney has a first name. Was that that was part of that too, where he was singing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And the did, so you didn't like the critic as a show. I I seem to remember it being pretty funny. No, I didn't. Um, but but worse than the critic was uh, Duckman. I don't remember Duckman. I just, it's, it was nice to see Jason Alexander. George get Costanza. Work. Yeah. Um, did you see Seinfeld on uh, the Daily Show? No, no, I haven't seen it. That's pretty funny. Because it was well, that's the one we should mention. Twenty-five years, uh, twenty-five years ago, Seinfeld. Oh, that was premiered. the whole point of this episode. Yeah, it kind of was, and uh, for some reason, still intensely watchable to me. I've seen them all. I we'll probably talked about it before. Probably two hundred billion times every episode, and except for the really early ones. Um, I can still watch it over. Like it's still funny. To, I still laugh at it, even yeah, though I, was, I, I mean, know I the joke. I have no problem watching lots of stuff over and over. It's just how I am. But the thing about Seinfeld is, it still makes me laugh. Kramer is really a really good physical comedian, and the situations are still funny enough that I laugh at them. And the writing is is very funny, but some of the dialogue is just is well written. Just it makes you just say it again because it's just snappy. It is, and some of it's just like really absurd more than mm-hmm. and even watching those first uh the early episodes like i don't like them they're but they're they're very dark and fucking weird for network tv at that time yeah. and the 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 older the show got i think the less able they were to have situations that made any sense so they went to the absurd more often and i think that actually served them well i think it did too and uh and even their even their finale, which a lot of people hate. Um, I don't know. What else were they going to do? Was it going to be like a, a feel-good, touching finale for Seinfeld? That's not... No. See, I don't have any problem with, with what became of them in the finale. I had a problem with... The, was a, it, was a, it was a clip show. Kind I thought of, that was yeah. stupid. Yeah. If you're going to have a finale, have a finale. Don't have a clip show. Well, they had the clip show and then the finale. The, the finale... No, I mean... During the finale, when they had all the people come out during the yes, that, yeah, that's true. To they would flash back to where they originally showed up, right? I agree. Yes. Yeah. No, that you're was right. Stupid. Um, but yeah, there's still. 
But did you watch the finale? I mean, were you still watching the show when the finale aired? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I had stopped watching the show because I didn't have TV, and my sister sent me a tape of it. So a lot of the, the – I hadn't seen it for a long time, so there was also that. I was kind of removed from it. I wasn't watching it as part of a, a cultural event. So I think that makes experiencing it different. Well, yeah. So it, I didn't give it as many breaks as you might have. Yeah, possibly. Well, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people who watch it live didn't give it a lot of breaks either. But that's uh, that's on them. Yeah, I I think it was. I don't know. I quote all kinds of shit from it to to this day. The show or the finale? Both. These pretzels are making me thirsty. I always like. Uh, I flew too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. Yeah, that's what you did. Uh, and then there's another one. Like this is the kind of thing that I loved Seinfeld for. Um, George asking Jerry, uh, what time is it? Two o'clock. Right now? <laughs> there's no reason for that. None, and yet it's funny. And there's there's that weird thing they have running through. I don't even know if it's the whole season or, I mean, the whole series or just one season where Elaine would say the wrong word. And it wasn't especially funny, but for some reason they used it a lot. It was a running gag that you didn't even pick up on until, like, you watch it in reruns. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's Finn Jolly. Um, and another running gag that they started after a while that I also noticed in reruns was having Elaine cry. I can't go. It was just a thing that, that you'll notice when you, if oh, you're the, looking yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, where, where else are we? Oh, still on premieres from 20 years ago. Party of Five, Touched by an Angle. Uh, it must have been a math show on PBS. That's funny. So, Party of Five was what? 25? 20, 20. No, 20. 20? Yeah. And Lost was 10. So, that guy, has he does well on, on fours. So, he should be he should yeah. be starting something this fall, Whatever's coming this fall is going to be a, a cultural touchstone. And What's his name? Uh, Matthew Fox. Crazy Like. I think, I think more like Matthew Foxy. Finales from twenty years ago. Who cares? Uh, okay, these are all okay. Now here we go with the. So we just talked about Seinfeld, but let's look at some more premieres from twenty-five years ago. Uh, Arsenio Hall show. Hey, that's timely. Woot 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 woot. I assume that wooting was for my the next thing I'm going to say, Coach. I'm sorry, I was I was stuttering. Oh, I was saying, w- w- would you watch that show now? Um, no. Coach, uh, pretty terrible show that managed to last. I don't know, thirty-seven seasons. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it at the time. I don't think if I went back and watched it, I'd like it. I I can tell you, I tried to watch it on Netflix, and it, and this is. Uh, doesn't speak well of anybody, but it was out of order on Netflix, and I I tried to find the right order, and all the episode guides online had the wrong order as, in the same way that Netflix did. Well, he he didn't. It was a he didn't have the money to spend on on the tech support. I think all the money was going into his being the most entertaining uh, late night talk show host on TV. Oh, I'm talking about Coach. Oh. I was still on Arsenio. And I can't imagine Arsenio Hall show being on Netflix. The, oh, yeah, well, that is, 
that is weird. But on the other hand, it's not surprising because who really gives a shit about Coach? Like, they're like whatever. They're, every episode's the same. Uh, Dick Van Dyke's dumbass brother comes in and says something dumb, and then uh, the daughter from Father Knows Best um, still looks quite attractive. And he then, finally uh, thought he was out of the shadow, and you had to put him back in. Quantum Leap premiered 25 years ago. Man, I love that show. I did at the time as well. I, um, I really like Scott Bakula. I thought he was great in that show. Dean Stockwell was fun. I don't know if it holds up. but I, I, I'm I, guessing it probably doesn't so I well. I think it probably does, but who knows? It's, it's gone now. Well, anyway, look, I saw that Scott Bakula is going to be on the... I think it's either CSI. Yeah, it must be CSI because there's no reason for NCIS to be in, in New Orleans. But there's a, a new crime procedural show in New Orleans and it's starring Scott Bakula. All right. But well, it would kind I of make sense it. if it was uh, NCIS in, in New Orleans because um, uh, Quantum Leap is Belisario and uh, NCIS is produced by Belisario. Donald P. Dewey Decimal System. Well, he also made Magnum P.I. and Quantum Leap and Jag. You mean Magnum Pi, another math show on PBS. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting, a premiere from 25 years ago. So this, this was like kind of a fortune-telling show, and I guess the world didn't listen because there was a show that premiered 25 years ago called Rescue 9-11. It's right wow. there in the title. Rescue 9-11. How is this not brought up? A million times before. Obama. Suppressing it. Thanks, Obama. Wow, that's crazy. Tales from the Crypt premiered 25 years ago. That was terrible. Oh, but, well... Wait, Tales from the Crypt was not terrible. That was a fun little horror, horror anthology show. The we, we spoke of Seinfeld, but I can't believe uh, we didn't mention this in the same breath. Hey, dude premiered 25 years ago, as did Saved by the Bell, um, as did Life Goes On. Those three shows all basically the same show? Coming at it from a different angle? Um, oh, Do- Doogie! Uh, <laughs> our first taste of NPH 25 years ago. And of course, 25 years ago. Wow. That's, that's pretty impressive. Wow. The Go Simpsons... Ahead. And Seinfeld, Seinfeld premiered yeah, the same year. It's crazy. I didn't realize that. I mean, The Simpsons and Seinfeld both had kind of weird starts because The Simpsons are, had already started and Seinfeld's start was, you know, the, the Rocky. weird Seinfeld Chronicles. Yeah. Um, I like this list that you gave me. List, it lists them by date. So if a show started on the same day, it says such and such show and other show. But when I first read it, I was thinking it was one show and it's called Baywatch and Family Matters. So I was thinking that's how it started off. It was kind of a combination of those two shows. And then they split up into two different shows. Yeah. I w- sorry, I wasn't really paying attention at all to anything you just said. Um, but that's nothing new. Well, as I said, with what I just said, if you say nothing about what I just said, that means you agree. Here's, here's what I heard in my head. Uh, or, and what I often hear in my head when you're talking. Um, let me let me try to give you a taste. Meow 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 meow. Do you own a cat? No. 
it's funny because you recreate the meow sensation perfectly. That's going to be the title of my autobiography, the meow sensation. That's all I already the title of my indie band. Um, you want to jump ahead here to page 17 or slide 17? Because we, okay. we can just keep going into the past with this. This is a pretty good site for uh, TV premieres from 30 years ago. Now you're getting into some probably uh, pretty heinous things. shit. Yeah. You got Night Court. Oh, I see something here that reminds me of something else. So would it be okay if you, if, with you if we have a digression? I'll allow it. That was There's my a Night sh- Court reference. Which Did you like Night Court? I don't know if it holds up, but I love Night Court. I watched it all the time. Uh, <laughs> like is a strong word. But sorry, go ahead with your digression. Santa Barbara uh, premiered on July 30th. Santa Barbara had Tay Leone in it. Tay Leone has a show coming out this fall. And I, I, everything I've seen Tay Leone, Leone is, in has been terrible, but she is always so great, so I'm going to watch it. Meow, 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 meow. Madam Secretary. Wait, t- Santa Barbara was a soap opera, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I, never, I've never seen it. I might have, but yeah, that's, I didn't know she started out in soaps. That's crazy. She's a good actress. Oh, I don't think... I think it was a nighttime soap. Oh, could have been. I mean, not that that's all that much better, but... Um, uh, Kate Nally premiered. I actually watched Kate Nally all the time, too. Yeah, I did, too. Um, I'm looking at this list, and I'm not really... Oh, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies was fantastic. Punky Brewster... Punky Brewster, that was that was the attempt by NBC to extend primetime on um, Sunday nights to compete with 60 Minutes. So they decided to bring this Punky Brewster put on 7.30 on Sunday nights, and they were going to give it to Andy Rooney. Well, to be fair, Punky Brewster was more witty than Andy Rooney. So, they, they like, theoretically, they weren't wrong. It just didn't work out. I feel like... Um, I feel I don't know why I thought Punky Brewster was like one of those uh, uh, syndicated shows. I didn't know it was actually on a network. I thought it was like one of those shows they showed at like 1 p.m. on Saturday on some off-brand channel. I think after the first week, that's what they did. Oh, it lasted a week. Yeah, Andy Rooney crushed it. Uh, the Co- wow, the Cro- Cosby Show was 30 years ago. Oh, I loved Highway to Heaven. Good old Michael Landon and that Victor French. Yeah, it was a little cheesy for me. Um, who's the boss, of course. Great episode of Community. It was. It did inspire that, so it's got that going for it. Um, and I can't even remember who was the boss. Community answered it, but I can't remember. Oh, finales from 30 years ago. Here we go. Fantasy Island, Heart to Heart, One Day at a Time. Used to watch all that. Happy Days. Hey, John. Yeah. Charles is in charge of our days and our nights of our hearts. Well, but not our minds because I was free of Charles when I was sleeping. He has the days and nights in the heart, but so does, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Heart to heart was a pretty terrible show. It's terrible. And it had, remember Max? I couldn't figure out what was wrong with that dude, <laughs> but something was wrong with him. I thought he was like a, a real-life version of the thing. Yeah, he kind of was. He kind of looked like uh, somebody uh, with dwarfism who actually grew to normal size or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. He, 
that was a weird dude and uh and they were a weird couple and yeah that was a weird show captain kangaroo uh had a finale 30 years ago bob keeshan r.i.p yeah he died 31 years ago so it was weird that they kept going Three's what? Company. See, good riddance because by the time Happy Days and Three's Company uh, hit their finales, one had literally jumped a shark, and one had jumped a shark in the sense that uh, we use that term now. I'm only saying jumped a shark for Amy because I know she's listening. Jumped a shark. She doesn't like that term. She hates or she it. really likes it. Well, do you, it's do a you fine remember? Line. I watched the finale of Three's Company. Do you remember what happened? I don't. They they set the finale with, of Three's Company was a setup for the sec the next season. Three's a crowd. Three's a crowd. Yeah. With all new, all new cast. Was Larry even in that? John Ritter was married. Yeah. I don't know if Larry was in it. The father was was the guy from Soap. Chester Mandon. Wait, mm-hmm. no, Chester Tate. Uh, Robert Mandon. Right, yeah. Play Chester. Okay, yeah. I vaguely recall that. You remember the Ropers? Yeah, the Ropers. I had it had uh, Hank. Oh yes, it did have Hank, Jeffrey Tambor. Um, yeah, that should have been a huge hit. I don't know what happened. <laughs> did you? I I watched that as a kid. I don't. I don't think I ever watched Three's Company on like regular TV. Oh, I did. But yeah, it was on as uh, syndication. Yeah, What's that? Is that what, yeah, it was on. So it was on like three times every night. So I, I, I always watched it after dinner or whatever. But that Roper's episode would the Roper's episodes would air because it was there was few enough, and I think maybe it was a backdoor pilot. So it was an it was an actual episode of Three's Company. I think maybe I watched the Roper's one. It was actually on too. But anyway, did, that yeah. ep, that that episode of Three's Company, it was really terrible. It's not a huge surprise that it didn't last. And I assume your autobiography is going to be called Backdoor Pilot. I hope that's my uh, porn you, movie name. And your your epitaph. Um, well, also 30 years ago, uh, Where's the Beef commercial aired for Our the first Apparel. Time. Yeah, R. which also a catchphrase from Nell. Um, wow. The, 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 the other thing about the Ropers is there, there's the story about the Ropers is they went up to Norman Fell and the woman who played Norman Fell's wife and uh, asked them if, if they were interested in doing a spinoff, a show. And Norman Fell's like, no, no, I'm happy on this show. I'm getting a steady paycheck. There's no reason for it. I have another show. And it's probably going to cancel about two episodes. And the woman insisted. So he did it because she insisted and she really wanted to do it. So the actress was just as dumb as she was on as her character. <laughs> That's what that story makes it sound like. Oh, Helen. Also star of now. Also what? The star of now. Yes, yeah. She played now. Um as old a young, as a young ape. Yeah. Oh, as an old yeah. Um well, well we can keep going because this goes back to premieres from thirty five years ago. Let's see thirty five. I mean there's some stuff that people still know i have people or the message board that we sometimes have in common or talking about this and it really it really shocks me how could the car in the dukes of hazard be okay with having the confederate flag i you know what i that's an honestly good question i don't even have a joke answer to that it was basically a show about redneck racists 
Well, the the characters weren't racist, though. I mean, I think they pre- befriended black people in the show. They were never their their characters weren't supposed to be racist, but they did drive a car that had a Confederate flag on the roof. I don't know that there was ever a black person on this show. I don't either, but I say they was. But there was a spinoff of this show as well. Enos. Enos. Damn Dukes! Damn Dukes! Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the appeal of this show ever was. Like I watched. Oh, when it I was a kid, I loved it. As a kid, but even then, I thought it was kind of terrible. Um, Boss Hog. Um, oh, this old house premiered thirty-five. But thirty-five years ago, seventy-nine. Yeah, we should have been beyond the Dukes of Hazzard. I mean, it's kind of a. It was almost in its own way like a minstrel show of uh, of hillbillies. I guess not. I guess like I guess the two leads were kind of uh, dashing and maybe not quite that dumb. Yeah, I think it was it was more about look at these guys putting one over on the positions of power. I, I that's true. It's true. But but the Confederate flag does does make I think, you stop and ponder what the fuck. Yeah, that's the only odd part. I, I think, other than that, it wasn't really even hillbillies. It was just two guys that like to have fun driving their car. And the, the corrupt the corrupt officials who Law, tried to stop yeah. them. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Uncle Jesse, who was the uh, child of Willie Nelson and Santa Claus. R.I.P. Santa Claus, I mean. And, unfortunately, it was, a, it was, not, it was not a... It was not a conception of love. It was rape. Prison rape, to be, to be specific. Heart to Heart and the Ropers premiered this at this time. So we talked about them before, and now they're premiering now. Thirty-five years. Facts of Life, and that was the first season with uh, Little Molly Ringwald. Right. America's but sweetheart. Well uh, before George Clooney. Well before. Hey yeah. John, you take the good. I don't follow your reference. And then you take the bad. Uh-huh. And there you I'm have, you. there you have Sports Center, because on that show they would show the good things that happened in sports and the bad things. Sports Center, I thought that was like an ESPN show. Mm-hmm. But ESPN wasn't around back then. I I beg you to be correct because it was. Benson. You okay? My favorite thing about Benson is Rene Auger-Brujan, because I couldn't say his name. Yeah, well, you just did an excellent job of it. Thanks. Excuse me, I'm choking. Uh, Choking back tears. Because Because you're thinking about Benson. I am. Robert Guillaume, R.I.P., He's still um, alive. Missy Gold, R.I.P. She's still alive. Renee Amenini-Honahamana, Hassoum, R.I.P. That dude who played Pete, R.I.P. Renee was, uh, was also in Star Trek, since we've been talking about Star Trek a lot this episode. We have. Uh, oh, The Governor, R.I.P. It, it, was, it was one of those shows like that, uh, like that Western with John Wayne that they filmed like at the Nevada test sites. It's just like everybody died. Ah, oh, Benson. Nightline premiered. Also, uh, R.I.P. 
Ted Koppel. Did he die? I have no idea. I can't figure out why it's not on, on TV anymore. My Hardy did. Knott's uh, Landing premiered as well. Um, finales from 35 years ago. All in the Family, it was... It, that's another one. It was about time, and yet they had to go on with the spinoff, Archie Bunker's Place. Gene Stapleton was like, I'm not having any of it. Which version of Battlestar... Oh, Archie! What? Which... That was a really good Edith. Which oh, I version... was trying to do uh, Danielle Brisbois. Sorry. Which version of what? I had a, a huge crush on her when I was four, five years I old. I did. I did as well. I was a little older, but yes, I did too. She, We're talking about Edith she, now, right? I think she became a punk star. She she became a singer of some sort. Yeah. I I tend to think it was more like Tori Amos stuff, but maybe it was punk. I don't know. Oh, I, I haven't. I, I think haven't I'm trying to up. continue my crush because I, I thought that was kind of neat to go from being a TV star to a punk rocker. But you're probably right, Tori Amos. Obviously, we both looked her up online, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I looked it up a long time ago, which is even sadder because I wasn't doing a podcast. Yeah, no, I I did too. I didn't look her up for this, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, finales, Battlestar Galactica, Starsky and Hutch, uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, R.I.P., Ron Palillo. Anytime I see the words... Mr. Beats or Battlestar Galactica, I always think of the scene in The Office where Jim from The Office, who his character's name is Jim, I don't know his real life name. Speaking it's of that, Jim Abergenois. I used to think of him as Miss, Miss, Mr. Pam Beasley, but now I think James Gunn is above that because it sounds like this Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a terrific movie that everyone loves. I think so. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hoping Thursday night. I haven't decided. Uh, we are recording this episode before the movie comes out. Yeah. Any, uh, which, anyway, when I see Battlestar Galactica and, and Beats, I think of that scene where he says, Beats, Whoa, what the fuck? Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, Bears. Wait, I hear some shit coming across. All right. You there? I'm here. Okay. Did you hear all that? No, but it must I think, have been awesome. Yeah, one of my pop-up windows was started playing audio. Oh, that's neat. Piece of shit. So now I, I closed a bunch of them, and now I'm... I'm lost. That's okay. I think I think we've gone far enough back. Although 40 years ago, Love American Style premiered, and the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady Bunch and Partridge Family premiered the same year. Oh, really? That's surprising. I, w- I would have thought the Partridge Family was kind of a takeoff. Yeah, of the Brady I, I Bunch, but more hip. So it's one of those things. When I was a kid, I always had those shows that were pairs and I had I was like you had to like one or the other you couldn't like both so I liked the Brady Bunch I didn't like Partridge Family I don't think anybody I, liked the Partridge Family and it, I liked the Munsters I didn't like the Adams Family and I liked Bewitched I didn't like I Dream of Jeannie I liked none of those uh, but the thing I remember about the Partridge Family is like the Brady Bunch looked clean like it was shot on video who knows mm-hmm. but the but the Partridge Family looked like gritty like it was on film um, it looked like a like a anti LSD movie from the early seventies that they would show you in like health class. That was the look it had. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Reuben Kincaid just seemed like a old creeper to me. Why are you always hanging around with kids? Why are you managing kids? And he's called Reuben. Exactly, named after a sandwich. No, thank you, sir. Also, forty years ago, is Monty Python. Oh no, shit. Mm-hmm. Who just recently did their farewell shows in London? 
Was that so? They toured, and then the very last stop was London. Yeah, at the uh, whatever it is, Palladium, the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Westminster Abbey, the, the big where eye. the Queen lives. Yeah, 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 yes, the the London Eye, where the Queen has residence. When you were in London, did you go in the London Eye? Nope. When I was in London, it didn't exist yet. Nineteen twenty-two. Nineteen twenty-two. I think I think you're incorrect because I'm looking at it right now. It was the the London Eye was built in 1683 under the rule of uh, Queen Elizabeth the 14th. So maybe you just maybe you just got lost on the uh, on the tubes. I beg your pardon. And tubes is what they call sausages. Um, should we go into music? All right, I've. Yeah, I don't know. This this is a long episode, but uh I think we can we can probably end things now. I all mean, right. I will say that uh in on January 12th of 84, so 30 years ago, um Judas Priest released Defenders of the Faith. So I I think that says all we need to know about 30 years ago. Um All right. Well then Let's do recommendations. Asians. I know you have Asians. one. You know I do, and it's the same one I said I was going to have on our last episode. Uh, Boyhood. Have you seen it yet? No, I have not. I would like to. You need to go see it. Everybody should go see it. And there's not really anything I can even say, because it's like not really a spoiler-ish movie. Like I could tell you what it's about and what happens, but it doesn't really... You just have to see it, and then it it's like more of a, uh, I don't know, philosophical slash emotional experience. And it was probably the best film I've seen in at least 10 years. Uh, not counting maybe some some classics I may have watched on DVD, but but it's in my memory there's nothing that, that even holds a candle to it. I thought it was uh, excellent all around. And Patricia Arquette was did a kick-ass job in it too. Uh, so everybody should go see Boyhood when it opens near you. Can't recommend it highly enough. Cool. I'm glad it. I'm glad it's so good. It's such a fun concept. I think if you, he was able to create such a great film out of the concept. Yeah, and if you if you like his movies, like if you've seen you know Before Sunrise and Before Sunset or Slacker or even Days and Confused or whatever, um, you you know you have a sense of like what he's like. Like it's not a big there's no major dramatic plot points or anything that happened. The only thing he's he's done I've seen is Waking Life, or did he do? He didn't do that. He, he did Waking uh, Life, yeah. Waking Life, yeah, that's the only yeah. one I've seen, which I actually enjoyed. I did too. I think it was probably not for everybody that movie, but um, yeah. What do you have? I have a not a strong recommendation. It's it's not it's not like my favorite thing ever, but it's it's fun late stuff. There's a so, show on. Dramatic show in USA, or I don't even know, comedic almost, called Suits. And it's really goofy. And it's more of a style over substance thing, but the style is so good that it's worth it. It's fun. It's a. It's the 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 plot of the show is this guy is so smart he can memorize everything all at once, and he didn't go to law school, but he knows enough from reading all the law books that he could be a lawyer, and he catches on in this big fancy dancy law firm in New York, and they go about taking over. Uh, other corporations and blah 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 and it really doesn't matter because it's more about the acting and the uh, 
the look of the look of things. It, it's a, a fun little show, worth seeing. Okay, suits. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I think they show it like on in in repeats in syndication on some channel. I get. Um, never watched it. Never seen Psych either. Um, okay. I think Psych is I, the thing that's nice about Suits. That it's it's not it's not especially formulaic. So from one episode to the next, you don't necessarily know what's going on. It's it's definitely a uh, what's it called when uh, the the story goes from episode to episode. Uh, oh, you mean it's not it's it's not self-contained episodes. It's not, yeah, right. You it's got an watch. arc. It has an arc. Yeah, Psych. I don't I don't love Psych, but it it's definitely a different kind of thing because that's a, that, those are standalone. It's one episode. That's it. All right, motherfucker. Jesus. I'm just saying. That's okay. I was trying to bring up the difference to everybody. Anyway, uh, if you. Would like to tell us something? Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Uh, add us on Tumblr. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. Say hello to us uh, through the telephone. And you can just make up a number because we are listening. Mm-hmm. We, we've got the uh, TSA. NSA. NSA. Fuck it. I knew it was NSA. We got the NSA uh, equipment. I also have the TSA equipment, so if you'd like to come over and see if you swallowed a dime, come on over. And who wouldn't? Also, if you uh, want to have friends, tell them to listen to our show. Yeah, if you have friends, which we're assuming you probably don't have many. If you're no, but I'm this. saying if you'd like to have friends and you're on the street and you see someone and you say to yourself, I would like to prevent, befriend that fellow or gal, go over to them and say, listen to popculturecontinuum.com. Oh, yeah. You're in it then for life. Mm-hmm. You got somebody to help you move. Like quicksand. All right, everybody. Um, I guess that will do it for this episode. Um, and we'll, we start, we don't know what we're doing next, but probably a TV show. So um, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Meow, 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 meow. Thank you.